Welcome to the Life Lessons for Entrepreneurs podcast, a common sense, no-nonsense approach to entrepreneurship, life, and personal development with a touch of humor and practical application. We think learning should be fun, informative, and transformative. Now, here's your host. Welcome to tonight's episode. My name is David Erdman. And a little about me, I'm a Marine Corps veteran, an ordained minister, and an entrepreneur. And tonight I'm excited to be here with Rick Fairchild, who's been a great friend and business mentor to me for more than 20 years. Rick, how are you doing tonight? Oh, doing great, Brother Dave. Good to see you again. Uh, looking forward to another great uh, episode. I, I enjoy these uh, podcasts. It gives you and I a chance to kind of uh, get back together, sharpen each other's iron. I call you my iron sharpening brother, so I, I appreciate this. Uh, looking forward to another great night. I'm always looking forward to conversations with you. I learn something every time. So, Rick, you know, I know your background. I know you've been an entrepreneur for more than 40 years, you and your wife. Uh, why, why don't you share a little for our listeners about your background and uh, and how you're coming out tonight's, tonight's right. podcast? Very, very, uh, very quickly, my wife and I are both uh, Western North Carolina country folk, uh, high school educated, joined the Air Force just after high school, ended up in North Dakota. And a friend of a friend of a friend basically introduced me to entrepreneurship in my in my early 20s and uh, through some really good coaching and, and mentoring and, and frankly, a lot of hard work. I mean, just to be totally honest, about uh, less than three years, uh, part-time basis, but very, very consistent, very persistent. Uh, we replaced both of our incomes and we've been full-time entrepreneurs for 40 plus years. And... Uh, and Dave, I can tell you that uh, we're actually more excited about about entrepreneurship and uh, free enterprise uh, than we've ever been. So uh, th- things are great. Like, like I always say, uh, you got to enjoy the journey uh, in any part of your life, uh, but especially I think in the entrepreneurial area, you got to enjoy what you're doing, or maybe you should reevaluate. Absolutely. So tonight, uh, we've got a great topic, scarcity versus abundance. I was really excited. I was taking some notes before we got a chance to talk about it. So uh, why, don't, why don't you take some time and elaborate on that? Okay. Well, you know, Dave, a lot of this kind of uh, you know, comes from my uh, Zoom presentation. I, I do a lot of Zoom you know, business presentations, and uh, I, I read a lot. Uh, there's a guy named Peter Diamantis, I think is proper pronunciation, but he, uh, he had an example in one of his books about a, a man being underneath an apple tree full of apples. And uh, this particular man was, was uh, too short, and he couldn't reach even the lowest hanging fruit. So he had a little stick figure that I remember uh, you know, looking at. And it, it showed an apple tree or some type of a fruit tree and a horizontal line. And above the line was all the apples and below the line was nothing. And he talked about how this man was, uh, you know, too short to reach the, uh, the the apples. So he was living in scarcity, even though right beyond his reach, there was abundance. And the, uh, the story just really stuck with me. I think a lot of people are living in scarcity when with just a little bit of stretching, a little bit of help, they could go from scarcity to abundance as I was reading this story. And you and I have talked about this uh, 
you know, if, if that person would just been a couple inches taller, or if he'd had an arm stretcher, uh, or if he just had a long stick, uh, he could, probably could have used a stick to knock out a couple of apples. But really, if he had a ladder and he had somebody to help him hold the ladder, uh, I remember when you, I, you and I first talked about, about this and you mentioned, wouldn't it be nice to have somebody to hold the ladder for you? And that's really yeah, what I think of. Uh, I, I, I let me jump in there, but you know it, it, that goes back to the whole idea of the of having a mentor, and I, you know, and I, that's why I appreciate you so much. You've always been that mentor, but you know, I, I think sometimes we think that we need to move on on our own, but having help moving on is really a much better process. Yes, and that's that was the uh, the thing that kind of stuck out uh, was you know so many times we're living below the line. Because that's sort of where we've been uh, programmed, and I don't. Again, I'm not a. I'm not a, a, a scholar. This is not some uh, deep study or survey, but just from my sort of common sense, I think a lot of people live below the line. They live in scarcity simply because that's where they've always lived, and they've mm. never. They've never had anybody to. Uh, encourage them or help them or provide a resource. A ladder Mm -hmm. would be a resource. A long stick would be a resource. So if you just get that mental picture, I I, I like for people to get mental pictures. So if you can just, you know, draw a little stick figure of a, of a tree and then a horizontal line and this stick figure of man below the line is, is scarcity above the line is all the, the abundance, the apples, so how do you go from scarcity to abundance? Uh, it's what I call a paradigm shift. And honest to goodness, you know, 40 years ago or 30 years ago, when I first heard somebody talk about a paradigm, I thought they were talking about 20 cents. Uh, <laughs> you know, I thought, well, what's, what's 20 cents got to do with my attitude? But a paradigm shift, an, an attitude adjustment. Most of it, I, I heard that growing up that I needed an attitude adjustment. I needed a checkup from the neck up. I think Zig Ziglar used to talk about that. But I just call it a, uh, a paradigm shift or a, or a mindset maneuver from I can't reach any apples to how can I reach some apples? So that's kind of the first, uh, I guess, uh, overview, how to go from scarcity to, to abundance. Uh, you got to think it first. You, mm-hmm. you got to think, uh, how can I, instead of, instead of I can't. I think that's, uh, again, some of our programming, some of us, uh, you know, if you read enough books about, you know, positive thinking and motivation and personal development, you, you read enough, you realize that a lot of what we think was conditioned or programmed in us before we actually knew anything about uh, success. Or cer- certainly, from in my case, it was programmed from you know from birth. I guess don't get your hopes up. You know, uh, I'm country, so we hear things like you know we ain't like that. Don't get too big for your britches. You know that's that's country right there. So uh, so in my in my uh, in my reading, Dave, and my understanding, uh, scarcity is sort of the default setting going back to early man. Uh, and again, I'm not, a, I'm not a scholar. I haven't done a deep dive into this. But uh, 
early man had to think kind of local, kind of linear, you know, what can I do with this stick I have in my hand? What can I catch in this pond that's right beside of me? Is there anything in this tree behind me that I can eat? So I think uh, early man had to have a little bit of scarcity thinking, linear, local, limited thinking. That's what that's what scarcity thinking is. It, it's limited, uh, it's linear, it's local. And again, I think that was just sort of the default for early man to survive. And um, again, growing up, I heard things like, well, you, you know, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You ever hear that, Dave? Can't have your cake and eat it too? I, I have heard that, but I don't believe that to be true because just today I had my cake and I was eating it also. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> and so, uh, and I used to, you know, and I, I know I have a little bit of a, of a twisted sense of humor. Uh, I know it's twisted because when I'm laughing, nobody else is laughing. So I think that's not funny. Uh, why that was, I'm laughing. Why aren't they laughing? But when somebody would say, well, you can't have your cake and eat it too. I would think, well, whose cake am I supposed to eat? If mm-hmm. I can't eat my cake, am I going to eat your cake? But the, the concept of, of uh, linear, limited thinking, can't have your cake and eat it too, it just tells me that person has never thought about a bakery. Right. You, know, the, the, you, you see cake as a limited commodity. Well, it, it is if you only have one cake and no ability or no willingness to make another cake. Yeah. So exponential thinking, you know, scarcity thinking is linear. Exponential or abundance thinking is more exponential. Now, that's a big word that, you know, some people may not quite grab a hold of, uh, uh, you know, leverage, uh, compounding. But abundance thinking is more exponential. It's more uh, global and therefore it's more unlimited and it's the difference between thinking cake is a limited commodity to thinking, well, I have a bakery, I'll just make more cakes. And uh, I think that's kind of the uh, kind of the setup, I guess, Dave, between uh, scarcity thinking being limited, abundant thinking being unlimited. Yeah, I think you know, I, I, you know, like you're saying, I, I think that too many times it's a comfort level for us to accept the lower expectations that we sort of been raised up in you know uh, don't don't get your hopes up and you know that that you know we've had discussions on just uh, have a good life you know what i mean it, it, we they we sort of get brought up with a with a lower level of expectation of what we can achieve what we can have uh and to move from that what we're saying the scarcity uh thinking to abundance uh is an inside job and so, uh, you know, what, what's, what was it in your life that started to motivate you to think, I, I can have more? Do you, because you have to get to a point where you start to believe it before you start to put the work in to get to it. Right. So what were some of the things that you, that you saw in your journey um, that really helped you move from point A to point B? Well, kind of going back to that stick figure with the apples up in the top of the apple tree and me not being able to reach any apples, thinking, number one, I really would like to have an apple. So mm-hmm. you've got to you've got to think beyond where you're at. You've got to be able to you know, see beyond where you're at. Uh, and for me, it was it was getting around people that actually stretched my thinking instead of suppressed my thinking. 
Now, you know, from day all of these years of knowing me, I, I have to have a little bit of rhyme, a little bit of rhythm. <laughs> uh, you know, most of my childhood, people tried to suppress my creativity and my thinking. And thank God I got around some Christian business people uh, who stretched my thinking. Now, one of the things, mm-hmm. Dave, I want to just really make sure we, we've covered this on some other podcasts, and we're going to end up doing, I think we're going to end up doing dozens or hundreds of these, probably, who knows, only God knows, but uh, I want to make it really clear to people, we're not trying to get anybody to do anything. Uh, mm-hmm. When we decided to do these podcasts, that was, we're, we're not selling anything, we're not selling subscriptions, we're not trying to monetize this. Uh, I say this all the time. I've been in network marketing for 40 plus years. I've never tried to get anybody to do anything. I try to help people learn something because that's the way I was brought into business. I I was brought into business by people who didn't, didn't need anything that I had. I mean, it's like, you know, I didn't have anything, so they didn't really need any, but I was brought into Mm -hmm. people into business by people who, who really wanted to help me be a better me. And so the purpose of this whole podcast is just to try to get people to think about what they're thinking about. It's not trying to get people to do what I do or what you do, because I'm not, I'm not so naive to think that everybody should do the same thing. I, you know, we don't all drive the same car. We don't, we don't like the same food. Don't go to the same church. Uh, thank God we don't all like the same, the same uh, in my case, the same uh, woman. Uh, and, and, uh, <laughs> well, I, we we all like Tony, though. Those of us who know Tony like Tony. We we don't I, love maybe I love like Tony like you do, but we we like Tony. I like her more. Uh, yeah, there you so go. I think what what happened for me, Dave, way back when, is somebody asked me a question, and I don't remember exactly who or where, and and uh, and I know I've said this many times. I, I don't think I've had an original thought since I started reading books, uh, since I started listening to audios. Because every time I think I have an original thought, two or three years later, I read my original thought in somebody else's book <laughs> that I had read 20 years earlier. So, but, but somebody somewhere along the way, they asked me a question. It was simply, what would you love to be doing if you could be doing anything? Uh, Money is not an object. Time's not an object. What would you love to be doing? And I think that's, a, uh, I think that's kind of a, a, a mind stretcher. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've asked people that, and sometimes the answers are surprising. So I think what, what helped me, Dave, to go from scarcity thinking to abundance thinking was was asking the right questions, uh, you know, getting some, some good questions. Uh, another good question, you can do this, uh, anybody listening to this podcast can do this with probably with anybody, but especially with uh, you know, maybe a teenage person, maybe a young adult. Uh, just simply ask if they would rather have uh, you give them $10 a day for the next 30 days or one penny doubled every day for 30 days. And if they don't really think much about uh, compounding or about, uh, you know, exponential growth, you know, a quick little, you know, $10 a day for 30 days, that's $300. A penny is a long ways from $300. Give me the $10 a day. Well, when you do the math, and most of you have heard this, we've talked about this before, $10 a day for 30 days is $300. Mm-hmm. But a penny doubled every day for 30 days is like $10 million. Mm-hmm. 
And so that's the power of, of duplication, the power of, of exponential uh, abundance thinking versus scarcity thinking. And I really do believe, Dave, one of the, one of the number one things that a leader has to do, uh, and this, this podcast is called Life Lessons for Entrepreneurs. All right. Uh, and I consider entrepreneurs to be leaders, to, to be problem solvers, to be hope dealers, uh, to, to be difference makers. And so I think a good question or a good, a good thing for leaders, uh, we have to continually stretch our own thinking. We, we, we have to continually uh, enlarge our thinking from limited, you know, linear to unlimited exponential. So we, right. have to, we have to continually upgrade our own uh, thinking. And again, another, another uh, you know, question, you know, what would you do if you could do anything? What's keeping you from that? Because when, when I've asked that question to people, uh, you know, they normally say, well, well money, I don't, I don't have enough money. Right. Well, I don't have enough time. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's 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 those you know it's again coming back to the people want to shrink down their comfort level to be the lower expectations and uh you know what what you're saying is fantastic and there was a nugget in there i don't want our listeners to miss one of the things that you said was was that you haven't had an original thought because everything that you're you're thinking and where you've grown in you it's based on what you've been reading and what you've been listening to and, you know, when, when you get into the books, when you get into listening to successful people, that starts the process of a believability that you can have more. And the more you do that, the more you believe, the more you start to put in the work to achieve those things. And it becomes more of a, of a of self-fulfilling prophecy for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want anybody to miss that, you know, that, that it, books and listening to successful people is an invaluable asset in anybody's growth. I say it all the time. And when I started my entrepreneurial journey, I had a huge education gap. And it wasn't until I started to fill that gap, and I'm still filling it every day, but it wasn't until I started filling that gap that I really saw a different future for myself um, and believed a better future for myself. And so uh, so that, and and also it, it is key to note that, listen, we are not trying to make any money here. We're not selling anything here on this podcast. This really just came out of both of our hearts that we're just trying to share information uh, that you've that you've gleaned over your 40 years that that I've learned. And, and we're just trying to share that information, you know, let people then take that information, do what they're going to do with it. But uh, but we're here just to share information. That, you know, you're not going to hear no ads. You're not right. going. We're not going to charge you to subscribe. Uh, if you if you don't like what we're saying, just shut it off. It didn't cost you anything anyway, mm-hmm. you know. But um, but yeah, you know it's uh, yeah. Now once we move into that abundance uh, thought process or abundance life, you know, um, I really feel like it starts to affect all of our, our parts of our life, not just the financial part of our life. Um, you know, I think it, it, it works in, in, for me in my spiritual life, uh, in my family life. Uh, have, have you found that same thing for you in your, in your journey? Uh, yes, because you know, we're multifaceted uh, beings. Uh, you know, some people think we're human beings having spiritual experiences. My, my faith tells me we're spiritual beings 
having human experiences. Right, right. My my Christian faith reminds me that we're spirit. God knew us before we were humans. God knew us before we were born. So I think we're spiritual beings first, having human experiences. Now, other people can disagree, and that's totally fine. I tell people all the time, I have my opinions, and they're right, and you have your opinions, and they may be right. So uh, so you can agree or disagree, just that I, I'm right. So, uh, and that's called humor for those who've lost their sense. <laughs> but when, when I think about that question, Dave, and this is a point I want to make, uh, when I ask myself that question, what would I love to be doing if I could be doing anything? Because yeah, it's, it's a good question to ask other people so you can start a connection, start a conversation. We've talked about that. You got to start a conversation to get a connection. You got to have a connection to get some sort of conversion. And I'm not talking a spiritual conversion, even though it could be, but convert people's way of thinking about themselves, about their future, about their children, et cetera, et cetera. But when I ask myself that question, what would I love to be doing if I could be doing anything? Uh, my answer is, uh, and this may surprise people, uh, to keep doing what I'm doing. Uh, mm. Because I love mentoring people. I love coaching people. Uh, I, I love entrepreneurship. And when I when I think about what I actually do, uh, I coach people on uh, personal responsibility, uh, good attitudes, good work ethic. Uh, we're going to actually talk about some of this, I think, in another podcast. Uh, but I love helping people to understand that their future isn't in front of them, it's inside of them. Mm-hmm. And they put it in there by what they read, who they hang out with, who they listen to, what they listen to. So uh, I love to help you understand that their future is inside of them and it comes out of their mouth because the words we speak are the seeds that create the life we live. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the words also create the impact that we make and create the legacy that we leave. So when I when I think about that, and, and again, this is just 40 plus years of reading a thousand different books and being around some very successful uh, business people. Uh, I considered it a duty to live up to my full potential, not just an opportunity, but an obligation. And, and I really do believe, Dave, and you and I both have seen a lot of things in our life. We're, we're both a little up in age. Uh, if, if you don't consider it your duty to live up to your full potential, then you probably will not mm-hmm. live up to your full. It's just that simple. Now, uh, you know, people shouldn't compare themselves to somebody else because that comparison game is always gets muddy. Uh, but I think when you decide, okay, this is my, this is my calling. And we'll do another talk on this. It's not just my career. Uh, right. Career is what you get paid for. A calling is what you were made for. Mm-hmm. That would be a good talk somewhere in the future. But your thinking, your words, uh, what comes out of your mouth creates the life that you live, the impact that you make, and the legacy that you leave. And for me, legacy isn't just about uh, stuff. It's more about values. It's more about principles. It's more about perspectives. Uh, and that's one of the things I love about entrepreneurship is it, it creates opportunities or it, it provides opportunities 
where you can really make an impact uh, on, on people. Uh, and I, I, I was impacted greatly by successful entrepreneurs. And so when I think about the impact that's made on my family and then being able to pay that forward, uh, you know, being able to see the best in others uh, and, and my, my business mentor, uh, you know, again, 30, 40 years ago, uh, taught me to see the best in others, to, to believe in others more than they believe in themselves until they believe in themselves more. And I really think that's what God did and does. I think that's throughout the Bible. Uh, you know, God saw the best in people. Now, he sometimes had to correct the worst in people, uh, mm-hmm. but he had, a, he had a, a plan that was a good plan, uh, you know, plans for a good future. Uh, and so, uh, so I just think, Dave, entrepreneurship gives you a platform uh, to teach people how to be a pioneer, not a prisoner. Right. You know, it's a platform. And, and again, I have these little uh, uh, creative things, you know, uh, and I, again, I read this, stole this from somebody else to, to be a pioneer of our future, not a prisoner of our past, uh, to, to be a creator of the life that we want to live, not a casualty of the life that we used to live. Yeah. And to really be, uh, you know, to create the kind of life that you really want, not just conform to the life other people think you should want. Right. And that may be a little much for some people to understand, but but uh, I, I think when you get down to what, what what does it mean to be an entrepreneur? For me, is to be a problem solver. Right. To be a hope dealer. So hope that makes some sense. It did. And, and, you know, uh, and I, you know, again, I go back to, you've been a, a great friend and business mentor to me for more than 20 years. And, and, you know, I, I, I feel like sometimes I, I, I want to live up to what you're saying because you, you know, you believed in me maybe before I was be able to see that for myself. And uh, so you've definitely uh, added value to my life and in all aspects of my life, but uh, we're talking about uh, the entrepreneurial journey today. Um, so I appreciate your heart, Rick, and I and I appreciate you doing these podcasts with me because uh, this is I believe this is going to be part of the legacy that you're talking about. Is that after you and I are long gone, people will still be able to listen to these shows and hopefully learn something that they can apply to their lives that might make things a little better for them. Um, so let let me uh, uh, as we start to wrap up, um, what what kind of resources would you recommend? Um, you know, we, you talked about books and listening to people, and I'm hoping that this podcast becomes a, re, a, a resource for people. But what, what would you recommend resource-wise for people that are, uh, that are starting their journey or they're well on their journey? And, and what, what would you recommend that can help them along the way? Well, I always go back to some of the classics, and we, again, talked about this. And I, and I probably talk about it on every podcast because there's a book called The Magic of Thinking Big. Mm-hmm. That was the first book I ever read that really got me thinking big. Uh, I didn't I didn't have the magic of thinking big. I had the tragic of thinking small. So uh, so the magic of thinking big, think and grow rich, uh, how to win friends and influence people, uh, master key to riches. Uh, you know these are classic books. Have been around for 40, 50, you know plus years, maybe even longer than fifty years. Uh, 
there's a guy named Og Mandino who's written a lot of little small books. They're kind of uh, story type books, uh, uh, you know, an analogy type books. Uh, Og Mandino is just just a really creative, uh, uh, the greatest salesman. Um, some of the other books skip slip my mind right now, but anything by Og Mandino would be highly recommended. But I think one of the things, Dave, we have to remember is that you know most of us are never really in life where we want to be, mm-hmm. but we are where we are. And even when we're not where we want to be, there's probably people around us who would love to be where we are. Right. You know what I'm saying? We're, yeah. not, we're, we're not where we want to be, but there's people around us that we can still encourage and teach and, and try to inspire and motivate. Uh, and we can talk about this again in the future. I know sometimes as we're talking, we're making notes for the next podcast. Right, right. There's a difference between motivation and manipulation. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between inspiration and intimidation. So even when we're not where we want to be, uh, we should still serve the people that are where we are because we're, we're there for a reason. There's, there's a couple of biblical stories that come to mind. You know, the apostle Paul, when he was, uh, you know, shipwrecked and he was, uh, you know, uh, in places that he didn't really want to be, he wasn't where he wanted to be, but he still served the people that were there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I think that's just a great lesson for us. And again, going back to, uh, you know, what is your calling? What would you love to do if you could be doing anything? And here's kind of the, uh, maybe notch it up just a little bit. What would you love to do if you could be doing anything regardless of time, money, effort? What would you do for free? You, you, what, what do you love so much that you would do it for free if you mm. could? Now, yeah. that, that's... I think for you, it'd be ministry. It would be sports ministry, probably. I think for you, I know you've been very involved in sports ministry. I think you're even an Olympic chaplain, uh, uh, did some chaplain work at one of the Olympics. Or uh, I know you did some basketball camps in Europe. And uh, so, I, well, let me just, let me end, Dave, with this. What would you love to do if you could be doing anything? What's what's your calling, your passion I'll, I'll turn the tables. I'll be the host. I'll ask you. There you go. Well, you know, I mean, and I've, I've shared with you that, you know, I, my calling certainly is to my ministry. Um, right now, my ministry focuses on working with veterans that are dealing with PTSD. Um, and, you know, for me, being an entrepreneur provides me the opportunity to go out and do that ministry and not worry about the money. And, and as I go continue this journey, I'd love to be able to just at any given moment, be able to take the time to minister to somebody that needs it, to travel somewhere, to help somebody that, that needs it, wherever I feel like God's calling me to do without having financial restrictions or time restrictions on me. So that, that would really be where my passion, where my calling would lead me to be. Because I think so many times, you know, you feel like, oh, yeah, I mean, he, even within your family, you, there might be a, a sick one or loved one that's getting up in age. You might want to go visit them, but you can't take off of work. You don't have money for a plane ticket. I mean, the, the, uh, you know, finances and time uh, sometimes hinder us from doing the things we want to do, just like you're saying. Exactly. And so, uh, so for me, 
you know, just being able to have the time, not worry about the financial resources to do where, to go wherever God's going to lead me to go at any given moment and do the things that he's calling me to do that, that would be my, uh, that would be my best life. Great. And I think that's a great way to end this uh, podcast and we'll talk. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Well, that brings an end to this episode of life lessons for entrepreneurs. We encourage you to subscribe so that you'll know when the next one comes down and uh, listen to some of the other episodes we have. Uh, A lot of them build on each other and uh, I think you'll enjoy all of them. So as always, I encourage you to enjoy your entrepreneurial journey. Good night. God bless. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of our life lessons for entrepreneurs podcast. We suggest that you follow up with the person who shared this with you, or you can email info at fairchildteam.com for additional resources. That's info at fairchildteam.com. We sincerely wish you much success in your quest for life, liberty, and the pursuit of significance. Until next time, stay safe and blessings to you and your family.